0: Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter, and I am joined by Tara. Greetings, citizens. And we talk about sci-fi movies on this show, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about Altered States from 1980, I believe. Did I remember that year, right? I did. Good. Um, yes. So this is the film starring William Hurt, and uh, we will start spoiler-free, as we often do, and we will give you a warning before we jump into spoilers. Somewhere in the middle, but we're going to talk about this movie. What is altered states? Altered states is about a, a scientist, uh, played by William Hart named Eddie, who is trying to prove something by g- g- going into a, uh, a sensory de- uh, def- what you call it? A Sensory deprivation tank, and he's trying to he's doing experiments with it, and he wants to prove something, and it's about his kind of journey kind of becoming obsessed with what he may unlock in the human mind by by doing this. And it, it eventually involves taking some hallucinogens when he goes in and that kind of thing. Uh, so it's kind of a mad science movie, but kind of not. I can't say where it goes, because obviously that is full on spoilers. But I will say, watching this, I had no idea about what happens in the third act. And that so it was a surprise. It was a surprise.
1: Yeah, I remember watching this movie as a kid and really, really enjoying it but i still watching this movie now had no idea where it was gonna go was very surprised myself
0: this movie is a little bit weird in places
1: (laughs) this movie is a drug trip
0: (laughs) (laughs) because there's moments where it's kind of doing the 2001 you know beyond jupiter sequence yeah it's kind of doing that kind of thing all all these suggestive images one of my favorite things from the 80s and kind of the 90s is that weird they use it a couple of times in this it's the weird video effect where it's kind of like the negative image but it's not actually negative colors but it's kind of like really distorted looking and
1: yeah it's like the thing you notice it and when you watch aliens too when she's like on the platform and everything's like falling down behind her it's this weird effect where it's green screen but it doesn't really line up it's almost like uh like a cell shading effect everything yeah. has like an outline
0: yeah, yeah, it's 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 more than that. It's almost like there's like a static inside the the face, and it's kind of demonic and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. It's it's basically like this. This this is not like a cyberpunk or cyber horror movie, but it's the sort of thing where if you're doing a cyber horror movie, this is probably what the demon in the computer would probably look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> but it that all is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so so we'll get into the plot and spoilers because I feel like it is very spoilery once you start talking about where it's going so i'll just i'll ask the question so you've seen this before i hadn't but you'd seen it a long time Mm. ago did you enjoy watching altered states
1: i enjoyed watching it yes
0: do you think it was a good film no (laughs) (laughs) you were very specific about how you phrased that
1: (laughs) i mean it's a roller coaster for sure especially like Visually, um, everything about this movie, like from the beginning, is just like sensual excess. Like it's, it's just like even the sex in the beginning is like <laughs> very demonic and extreme. There's hallucinogens before, but even though he's not on drugs. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy ride.
0: As has as his love interest says later on. Sex for him. He's not really having sex with her. He's having sex with God. She's just kind of (laughs) there. That's how she phrases it later on, more or less.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds intense. He's having this existential experience. Yeah. And
0: they're so sweaty (laughs) in that scene as well. It's like someone just poured buckets of, like,. Water and maybe some like yeah. jelly over I them. I imagine
1: they started off with this, with like the the spritzer, just a light misting, and then the director's like, "No, just take the top off and dump it all on them.
0: <laughs> really go for it." I'm like, because they're by a <laughs> fireplace, and I was thinking maybe if you're this hot, maybe like, you know, douse the fire. I feel like maybe you don't need the fire if you're this sweaty. Just, you
1: know, <laughs> it looked like they are on a leather sofa too, and the sweat with the leather.
0: Ugh. <laughs> no that's how it should be done tara um so um (laughs) yeah no i i kind of love watching it i here's what i loved about the movie i love the general atmosphere it had like there was this kind of like foreboding like we're unlocking parts of science that we shouldn't be tampering with kind of feeling to it you're kind of a mad science thing but it kind of has that weird i don't even know how to describe this tone it reminds me of like
1: (sighs) hmm it reminds me of spielberg in the beginning really to be honest yeah it reminds me of early spielberg especially with um the dialogue i thought i really loved all the dialogue is so well written and the characters feel like real people um there there's this thing that spielberg does i really noticed it when i watched close encounters where everything is chaotic when you're with a family you know, everyone's talking on top of each other. There's stuff going on in the background. Some kids are using a table as a drum set, but they're still having a conversation. And and it feels real. It feels like a like a real family and the chaos part is just part of reality i did and i noticed that in this movie too like there's constantly people talking on top of each other but it all seems very organic it reminded me of spielberg
0: there's, there's, there's a lot of that and i actually i was going to question what you meant but when you explained it, i was like, okay i actually kind of agree that that feels realistic that side of it the part that i would say they don't feel like real people is i think the actual romance feels really weird and kind of yeah
1: quick like, don't get me wrong. That might be an editing thing, though, because it, it does yeah. seem like we we travel through time pretty quickly with their romance. Like, first they love at first sight, and then this weird marriage thing happens.
0: Yeah, it, it, like, it, it I don't of, want to get into spoilers, yeah, but like, it it jumps, it, it jumps ahead quite happens. quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I will say because he actually does this really abrupt thing. It's almost a scene from Shark Attack Three where John Barrowman says, um, "I'm really wired. How about I take you home and eat your pussy?" Right. That's like the famous dumb line from that movie. <laughs> He basically has that scene where he does the same thing really abruptly, but he does it in the most polite way possible. He says, I would like to go home with you tonight, if that's OK. And I was like, that's like really abrupt, but also really polite. He's really polite about it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not any convenient, I would like to have sex with you this evening. But his
1: evening. reactions seem genuine to that, too. Like, oh, well, that could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> sure, OK, sure, yeah, you we're know? going to do this you um, seem into it and sure <laughs> and
0: then it just kind of cuts to cuts ahead to a couple of later scene and then it cuts ahead to them being married and i don't think that's a spoiler because i think that's quite early on in the movie like, just establishing yeah, that he's got this early. married life um mm-hmm. but i almost felt like you almost hurt it by like having them not just already be married because i felt like that was like the weirdest part of the relationship for me was just how quick everything kind of moved and I don't know that that part was weird, but I like the tone. Every time it was like him getting into the tank, and every time it was like you know the other guy in the outside. There's this weird kind of like almost supernatural feeling to the to the experiment, where I like that it doesn't actually go feel supernatural necessarily. I mean, you could argue it does in the later part of the movie, but in the, in the sense where it feels like they're just tampering with things and weird things, you know, like. Yeah, like dark matter, like like you know weird things in the in the the, the wiring. I don't know. There's something about analog. I've I've spoken to Carl about this before. Where there's something about analog technology that's just inherently better to use for creepy stuff because digital is really boring and just. Whereas analog, you can hide things in the signals. There's things like underneath. There's yeah. And he's in the tank, and it's this cool image of him in the water because the first tank they've got, he's got this like almost like deep sea diver kind of helmet on. Mm-hmm and it, like it's just a re- re- cool feeling and tone to it and then on top of that i really liked uh, the music that came and added to the tone and just generally the ideas of the film i quite like uh the actual human characters on the other hand and kind of what the the emotional arc of the film is supposed to be felt really mm-hmm. undercooked because the ending of the film has got this kind of point that it wants to make about the characters and i felt like had i bought into all the characters and the relationships throughout the film i might have been hit hard by the ending but uh,
1: i 100 percent agree yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but because i, I thought didn't. the
1: exact same thing watching it although i will take exception to the character of mason who is the doctor with the worst bedside manner i've ever seen i loved that guy <laughs> he might be my favorite character in any movie i've watched he's so well, angry and vile but god he's great he has such great dialogue
0: <laughs> he has great dialogue actually the other actor his main kind of partner who was like the one watching him during the experiments um, mm-hmm. and he,
1: the guy he, that was also in Close Encounters
0: he's also in Close Encounters uh, I recognized him mainly from an old Spielberg movie, A Lost World, Jurassic Park he's in that, he's like the evil businessman
1: oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
0: and I was trying to remember what the other thing I knew him from he's the TV executive in Seinfeld when Seinfeld's trying to make a TV show about himself right and him and George go to see him, that's him, he's the one doing that uh, and I think that's what yeah, I was getting George space looks from yeah,
1: George said uh, his daughter's boobs get that's a good right. look, so. <laughs> yes yeah. I remember. <laughs> yes. Oh,
0: Seinfeld's so good. Um, so, I recognized him and I thought that was fun. Um, I didn't recognize, uh, who, who did I say was in this? The girl? lot girl? Oh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, yeah. She's yeah. in this. Um, and this was pre-ET, which obviously she was, well, that's what she's really, really known for as a kid. Like, she mm-hmm. was the kid in E.T. Um, so
1: was this her debut?
0: I don't know. Let's find out. I'll click on her. I'll see if she was in anything before this.
1: I mean, she's young. I don't even know if she has dialogue.
0: I think she has like some background dialogue, but she has no like real dialogue. Like she's, you know, she has like running up to daddy and saying hello or whatever. But
1: yeah, but there's there's two girls. There's two two daughters. Before this, one she was in one.
0: two TV movies. One of which she was uncredited. She was an uncredited TV movie in 1978. I imagine she was like three in that movie because <laughs> she's because she's pretty. We'll young call this.
1: this if we're using Spielberg rules, then we'll call this her film debut.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... TV movies don't count. <laughs> yeah, because Roma shouldn't be nominated for cinematography. I'm sorry, Spielberg. It looked better than like half of your
1: movies. Probably more than that, right? <laughs> he would be singing a different tune if Duel was nominated for <laughs> Academy Award. I've never actually seen Duel. I want to, though. Add it to the list. I'm. Let's make it a sci-fi movie. What the hell? Because... Cause I love early Spielberg. There's basically
0: like, basically post Jurassic Park and pre Jurassic Park. Post Jurassic Park, yeah. is okay. But I don't love Spielberg. Post Jurassic Park, but everything up until Jurassic Park, and that's the say that I love like Empire of the Sun is okay. I don't really care. Um,
1: yeah, but There's like, like the Goldie Hawn one also, that's okay. But
0: all of these like sci-fi and adventure movies up until Jurassic Park. Mm.
1: Duel is like a proto Jaws movie. Yeah, but the Jaws. The shark is a big rig.
0: I love that. Do you know there's a Jaws knockoff called The Car, but a car that has a mind of its own? But the actual plot beats are just a ripoff of Jaws.
1: Oh, really? Is it Christine?
0: Yeah, it's basically kind of like Christine, but it's it's called The Car, and it's uh, uh, Josh Brolin's dad, James Brolin, who's the main character in it.
1: Well, that kind of sounds like a science fiction movie.
0: (laughs) I'd say it veers more towards horror because they never really care about explaining why the car is alive, I don't think. It just, mm-hmm. you know, it just is. But you know the scene in Jaws where they all, like, run out the water? Like, everyone's, like, running out the water? There's basically mm-hmm. that scene, uh, but with the car. Uh, and the difference is that they're just all running to higher ground so the car can't get to them. But it's the same scene. It's the exact same premise and play, <laughs> you know, play out of the scene. Uh, there's even the, uh, I think, I don't know if it's the mayor exactly, but there's kind of the mayor character who's like, no, 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 we, the town has to be open for, you know, tourist season kind of thing.
1: We We can't close the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> sure you can. Close <laughs> the fee rate? Cool.
0: Anyway, what a tangent that was. Uh, so, so yeah, I like the feeling of the movie. I like you know I like William Hart as an actor. Um, yeah, I he's really good. The relationship, because, uh, is it felt a bit murky. There was also like there was kind of a murky kind of like when the thing happens in the third act where it goes further, right, and something mm-hmm. inherently kind of goofy happens because like, yeah. i like when they were teasing at it because you know there's a scene where they're, they're analyzing some uh I'll, I'll just say medical readings that's not been accurate but i just want, I don't want to get to spoilers or give it away. um and it, you know there's a line from the doctor that i know you like um i was like that's interesting and then it but it takes it to full-on b-movie the next the next time it happens it's like oh, that's just a b-movie now
1: <laughs> yeah the switch that happens is like this is just ridiculous.
0: See, see when it was existential <laughs> and it was just like all all kind of like psychological, like I was really into uh-huh. the, the, the theorizing about it. I was into the idea of like there's things that happen inside our heads that we just can't explain and we're talking about it. But when like a physical mm-hmm. thing happens, it's just kind of like, okay, this is just silly now.
1: <laughs> it's true. Like, uh, but the performances are really good. And even when it does happen, when it goes to the ridiculous parts, mm-hmm. like I'm still... Kind of into it, like it's still really fun to watch. It's and funny,
0: I'm... it's funny to watch, and I was kind of into a bit. I started kind of enjoying it and a this is just insane now level where yes, exactly it stopped being like a good, it stopped being like a movie. Like, because up until a point, I was like, okay, I think this is a movie I kind of love, and I want to talk about the themes and stuff. And then I hit that, and I was like, oh, it's kind of just went into B movie territory, which is still fine, it's fun, but like it's not
1: right, you know, right. what it was before. and I, I think, I think it's appropriate to bring up the uh. The switch that happens um, bef- really happens after he takes, like he's been doing the isolation chamber for a while and testing with that and it's causing, halluc- causing him to hallucinate. And there's a lot of themes where he hallucinates about devils and hell and his dad dying and it gets weirdly religious and very trippy. But then um, I don't really understand how that is important. Because they really, really, like, lay it on heavy in the beginning. Yeah, and it early... even shows up when they're, like, having sex. Yeah, but then it just kind of fizzles away. Like, it doesn't really matter.
0: Early on, like, I thought, because like, the, the dad's death been brought up, was brought up a couple of times back to back. And I thought, okay, like, that's going to be a big theme about this movie. It's like, his motivation for doing this is that he can't accept that, you know, we just don't know things. He wants to find answers. And it's all, all relating, because he talks about how the day his dad, his dad died was the day that he kind of stopped even remotely thinking that god or religion was a real thing. He, he stopped having visions of yeah. god and things like that and uh how he he thinks that there is answers in the spiritualism but it's different from what religion is. But religion he, he he sort of works through that lens because that's how most most people understand it. Um mm-hmm. and I thought that was going to be a big thing, there's going to be more of that. But then his his dad's death is never really mentioned or kind of alluded to at all for the
1: rest of the film after that. It just kind of goes no, away. No, but they really laid it on heavy in the beginning. Yeah. Like this is going to be important to the character or to Something, but it it really doesn't. It doesn't play into anything later on. I, I guess, and just... even the hell stuff doesn't really come back. Like, no, there's some imagery, maybe, but but for the most part, like that's that whole first act build up was just totally abandoned.
0: And it's a shame because some of that stuff was really interesting and kind of psychedelic. Yeah, I was and... into
1: it. I think the first act is like the best part of the movie. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it may,
0: honestly, it may be. I, I think the. I think when he starts, they start experimenting again. It's it gets b- better again. I think there was like a weird trip to Mexico at one point where while there was some good stuff in there. Yeah,
1: I wanted to bring that up too for sure because that's that's really where the turn happens for me because he's once he brings the turn for the character is when he brings hallucinogenics mm. into the tank with him. But yeah. uh, sorry, go ahead, go on. <laughs> but well, going probably,
0: to Mexico, I think the specifics of that we should probably say for spoilers. But yeah, that that was definitely like a weird section. Um. I think over. I mean, if I'm going to like to say overall spoiler free, like how do I feel about it? Like, I'm glad I watched it. It was an interesting watch. There's a lot of good things in it, and there's definitely some stuff that's not great. It's still kind of fun to watch in a kind of bad way. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird missed opportunity though by the ending, and I feel like it. Like it feels yeah, it feels like a bit of a missed. Opportunity. It's like I part of me thinks like I wouldn't hate a remake of this with like a different kind of like direction for the third act, but at the same time, I'm like. I don't know if you'd achieve the tone that this does now. I feel like the the weird effects are part of what gives it the charm that it has to make yeah, it feel kind of surreal. I think it's
1: a product of his time. It
0: is. It totally is. Um. So that's kind of is. But I would mean, you want to do spoilers then? Do you
1: want
0: to? Yeah. spoilers. So full spoilers <laughs> for altered states. So first, thing I actually want to talk about is when he goes to Mexico and he takes this this drug that the, the natives have. Um, mm-hmm. And it's maybe there's a drug that makes you see into the... Because his whole argument is that, you know, every, everything's matter, everything's atoms that have existed for mil- millions and millions of years, right? It's, it's not you know, we're, we're all recreations of, like, things that existed before on an on yeah. atomic level.
1: I think it's also borrowing from, like, there is such a thing as, like, biological memories mm. where that's... It's just how we know to stay away from brightly coloured like uh, amphibians and insects and stuff like that yeah, it's, it's, it's to the, know to to go towards the brightly colored fruit but stay away from the things that are poisonous like we just have an, an inane response to things like snakes and spiders and
0: the example like the other example that's always used is you ever wake up and you have that feeling you're falling but you're not really uh yeah. that's that's a safety mechanism because we used to sleep in trees and because mm. you, you could actually fall out of the tree so you were kind of trained to like always be prepared that you might fall and have to like react quickly that's what that Interesting. apparently that's what that feeling comes from I, it could be bullshit I don't know but <laughs> like,
1: well, I mean but there is such a thing like all yeah. animals and insects in life have some sort of memory that gets passed on
0: oh yeah because I mean otherwise how would uh, how would how, you know how would any animal know like because you know, I mean it's fine for humans because yeah. we teach each other to do things and other animals do that to an extent but like you know how, how does a, a, a newborn I don't know cat for example like know to do a thing <laughs> like you know how, yeah. how does an animal that's not been trained to do anything that no, needs to eat, it just does. Right. Hunger is something you feel and you just, you know, you have to
1: eat. Well, it's different from that because hunger is like a dopamine response also. Okay. Sure. Because when you, when you eat, you get a response from the brain, like a reward <laughs> where something like, you know, staying away from a, a black widow is just innate. It's just something that we respond to when we see it or, the feeling of falling out of a tree
0: yeah yeah do- do- dop- dopamine hits my favorite dopamine hit is uh when you level up in a video game and you just get that feeling like oh, yes. or no when a, when a trophy yeah. pops when you play a ps4 trophies you know, and the trophy and pops, you weren't expecting like, it it's like oh i got a trophy
1: i gotta chase this feeling <laughs> <laughs> i know it well
0: so yeah so what was the thought about oh yeah so it so takes this the solicitor and, he sees, and one of the things that he sees that really stuck out to me is because there's, there's a lot of imagery of like atoms like exploding in sunsets and things like that and, and so on. But the key thing here that really stuck out to me in this section is that he sees a lizard in front of him. And then it turns out to be his, his wife naked in the, the, the lizard pose. And then when he mm-hmm. wakes up, he's killed a lizard. And I guess it's foreshadowing that he's going to harm her by being around her, that you know his obsession is going to lead to her demise or something like that. Or, you know... That's going to tear her apart, and I guess arguably that's what he, he finally overcomes at the end. And is that he, you know, because he's got this thing in the movie where he doesn't say "I love you." Like she acknowledges that he would never say that, but that's how yeah. the movie ends. The movie literally ends with him saying "I love you." <laughs> he's he's got, loves conquered all.
1: Oh my god! Is the Interstellar ending <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: But, but I, I thought it was like love was the answer. But because of all the religious stuff that was going on, I couldn't help but think of like Adam and Eve and like serpents and like i thought it was like mm-hmm. warning him of like something like that she was going to like you know st- put him astray from his, his work or something like that or and i, I guess he kind of that's what he takes from it because he like he divorces her in the weirdest divorce like sto- story storyline i've ever seen in my life
1: right it's just done through exposition of a side character who heard it from his wife and then repeats it like it's it's so strange it's so because they only just like because they have this conversation
0: where she comes to his work they've apparently been dating for a couple of months after the weird sex scene and she Mm -hmm. says you know i've got that job at harvard and you're going to be at harvard so you know we're going to be living in harvard together i think we should get married and he's like uh he kind of like changes the subject really quickly he just kind of starts talking about something else and i'm like oh that was that was a that was a painful rejection that wasn't even like caring enough to like say no it was just Let's let's talk about the news. (laughs) Let's talk about the news. And we have this weird scene out in the hall where she kinda just has to talk him into it. Like, you know, they're they're sitting there and he basically says something like Well, I'm a crazy man and you kind of like love me anyway and like I guess like I'd be foolish not to take advantage of that, so sure, we can get married if you want. Yeah,
1: I think he yeah, I think he literally says I'm not gonna do any better (laughs) which is not something any woman wants to hear. I don't think but, that's something I mean, that anyone I wants I know why to hear. She's with him because he's insane, and apparently the sex is insane and awesome, so it's she's a, in it.
0: It's a religious experience, <laughs> yes. She, she, she's attracted to his his genius. Because um, <laughs> at one point he's, he's like, "Is it sexually that weird?" And he's like, "Yes, but I like it most of the time.
1: <laughs> most of the time." <laughs> Although sometimes if you can she protect, says, um, she says, let's get married, and if it, if it." turns out to be a i don't know if it turns out to be a mistake then we'll just say goodbye you know like (laughs) no big deal
0: cut to seven years later they've got two kids and we find out they're getting divorced and it's like his friend you know comes in uh, what was his friend's name uh arthur he comes in and this is the one who's been doing the experience with them and they're finally living in the same city again they've both just moved to uh say san francisco
1: I think so. Yeah,
0: and he he's like, hey, like I just you know, heard that you, you may be getting a divorce. What's happening here? Like you seem so happy, and he's like, yeah, yeah, the wife's pretty happy, but you know, she's kind of in the way of my work. Like the wife and the kids are a distraction. I want to focus on my work. It's it's, just, it's, it's very matter of fact. Like, there's no emotion in it. He's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is just inconvenient. Um, and
1: and I, I, mean I, I believe it from the character that we've seen so far. Like oh, sure. he is very just work obsessed and to the point where he does ignore the life around him but um, it is still very strange the way it's um, I don't know the it, way it's just announced in the in the movie and then kind of forgotten about like she disappears for a while
0: yeah they're kind of separated for a while she's living in another country uh, with the kids and he, he, he seems to have some casual sex while he's away we don't really see much of it but he's got a woman with him at one he has sex point. with a
1: student and he announces it to his teacher friends first. Like, I have a date with a student.
0: Different time. <laughs> this was That was acceptable at the end of the 70s, start of the 80s, apparently. Yeah. Um, they were all doing it. That, that was just the benefit of being a snotty professor at a university. <laughs> you had your pick of the students, apparently. Um, so, yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's like, like you say, I buy that he's like that, given this is the character we've set up. I just, I wish that I cared more about her trying to break through to him. Because I think that's maybe what the movie's missing yeah. for the ending to work.
1: And she's really good too. She's a good actress. Mm. And I do buy the scenes that she's in. I just don't buy the arc at the very end that pays off. Yeah, The whole love story, love conquers all message at the end just doesn't really play through because we don't see them in love. We see her mm-hmm. tolerating him and him trying to stay away from her. <laughs> with the occasional weird demonic sex in between.
0: It's kind of the perfect relationship in a lot of ways, though, when you think about it.
1: I mean, that's what all marriages end up.
0: <laughs> what demonic sex in between <laughs> stay away from her. <laughs>
1: well, those are the ones that last.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, so I mean, that's maybe the, the that's the biggest feeling in the movie because that's the thing that makes the ending not feel like it works. Uh, but the second biggest feeling of the movie is when it gets goofy. So,
1: boy, does it ever. <laughs> so,
0: so there's this great scene the first time, or maybe it's the second time we see him take the hallucinogen in the tank because they because they, they show this third character who's running the like their department right. This is the the character like Mason comes in and he thinks they're crazy, but he kind of goes along with it and you know that's, he makes he's this grumpy character the whole time.
1: God, he's so insane. I love him.
0: So they do an experiment where he goes into the tank with the, the thing and they they're both there watching and he's frustrated because it's taking so long and they check on him a couple of times. And then things get proper crazy, where they try and open it at one point, and there's, like, steam coming out and everything, and it's, like, all crazy. And they pull him out, and he's got, like, like white stuff all over his face, but he's also got, like, blood all over his mouth, right? And... Yeah.
1: Well, they said he was floating in, like, a saline solution or, like, salt water, so I thought maybe that's just salt at first, and he, the blood is from, like, he bit his lip or something like that. Or...
0: Yeah, and... he... He, he, he claims, though, that he was dreaming of, of, of eating, like, a, a deer or something like that. Like, he, he, like he was... Yeah. yeah. Maybe a goat, yeah. And that's what the blood was. And he can barely speak. He's, like, you know, he's really, like, out of it. And they, they go and get him checked out, you know, because Mason's like, nah, we're going to check you out in every possible way. We're going to get x-rays, everything. And... He's like, okay, we've looked at the x-rays. They look a bit weird to their eyes, but they're not experts at reading x-rays. It's not their field. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to go over to the x-ray department and get like, you know, one of those doctors to, to have a look at this. And it has the line, you know. he's like, He shows them the x-rays. He's like, are these weird? And he's like, he's weird. an effing an gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> and I like this like kind of thing where there's some genetic thing going on inside him yeah so
1: and this was sort of brought up earlier because he's been working in the past researching schizophrenia hmm. patients and he has mentioned in the past that some schizophrenia patients have been able to change their bodies in some way i think it's the same theory that was explored in the movie split
0: i was just going to say that's that's yeah split yeah yeah and he he's basically told not to do it again this is when the wife comes back out of the movie and tries to talk to him and uh, you know, the friend Arthur has, like, spoken to her and said, hey, can you talk him out of doing this again? Like, this this is getting scary. Let's stop this. So he actually sneaks in and does it I, I, behind everyone's backs, like, one night. He sets it up himself. He goes in with the hallucinogen. And, and this is when the crazy thing really starts happening because he, he comes jumping out of the uh, the... Actually, before I should even say this, because this, even before the wave comes back, there's a scene after he came out that one time with the blood in his face, where he's with that other woman, but he goes to the bathroom and his arms kind of like mutating a little bit. like, you know.
1: Yeah, it gets all like Cronenberg. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> was, there's a lot of parallels to The Fly. I thought while watching this. Yeah, there's something fly. actually.
0: it's it, you know funny? Because this stuff started happening. I went. I had no idea this was going down this route. Like I had no idea this was going to have like mutations or like he was going to change and you come to this scene where he's done it himself at night he comes jumping out of the tank as like a caveman yeah (laughs) like a neanderthal looking and obviously it's not neanderthals not what we evolved from but you know
1: and it's not William you heard in makeup they got a different guy Mm. a guy who's really good at parkour clearly so that was that was a little bit better and
0: despite how silly he so was ridiculous i kind of like the tone of these scenes like him running around at night and going through the halls and he, you know he almost kills a security guard and then he follows a pack of dogs to the zoo and actually kills like a, a lamb and eats the lamb like just yeah as it is and the, weird...
1: the zoo scene was pretty funny i didn't expect <laughs> to go to a zoo but like watching him interact with all the different animals i mean just entertainment wise it really slowed the pace down. Mm -hmm. So you kind of had a moment to go, this is really ridiculous and pretty like, I don't know if I'm enjoying it or, (laughs) or if it's just really bad. I,
0: I think like I was enjoying it as a good movie despite some faults up until a point. This is the part of the movie where I was like, "Okay, I'm actually enjoying this a lot still, but it's no longer good. Like it's it's went off a bit of a cliff."
1: <laughs> yeah, but then the next act they like doubled down on the on the weird factor.
0: Oh, they, they They do. I love the weird stuff at the end. Um, so a policeman finds him in in the zoo, but he's he's back to normal. So it's kind of almost like a werewolf at this point, where he's he's back to normal, like lying asleep somewhere in the zoo. And he gets picked up from the jail and, like, he tells his wife what he thinks he remembers. He doesn't remember, like, breaking out the tank, but he remembers following the dogs and eating the lamb and it's like he's feral and so on and so on. And he says it's the most satisfying night he's ever had. Like, you know, the, the you know finding the the food and eating it with his bare hands was the most satisfying. And I was actually thinking, you, you being vegan watching this scene, like, just how... <laughs> It's just how brutal the, like you know
1: Yeah, I think a lot of animals were murdered for this movie.
0: How carnivorous Which it was...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That so, would not fly with PETA now.
0: <laughs> so you know, like he tells the wife all this and then Mason comes in and is like, Hey, you know, we ha- a security guard was almost killed. There was like some sort of ape down in the during the, the halls at the the lab tonight. Would you know anything about that? And the wife immediately turns and looks mm. at him and goes... Did you
1: like the horror elements of that scene? Of, like, the security cars like, peeking around corners and stuff, and then a monkey man shows up?
0: I did enjoy that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the movie went off. The, as soon as he jumped out is you know, transformed, I was like, okay, we're in B-movie territory now, but... Yeah. Like, I was kind of enjoying it for what it was. Um, <laughs> and so... The wife gets scared because he's like, "Wait, did you like almost eat a man to death? Is that what happened? <laughs> like, is this is this is this where we are now?" And he he of course like is, is is getting more and more screwed up. He's having these hallucinations, even not been in the tank, and he's mutating. And because was that great in the shower where his feet change to like like hairy big feet, and then they switch back.
1: Yeah, but it kind of gave me the impression that maybe a lot of these transformations were just in his mind like he wasn't actually transforming he was just feeling i don't know but then he actually does transform
0: so yeah and also i mean i would accept it maybe
1: transform and then instantly like they're back to normal there's no like there's no pain process it's not like watching american werewolf in london transformation
0: oh sure yeah i would i would accept the argument that even the full transformation is all just like in his head like it's more of a psychological thing and we're I was just kind
1: of hoping for that to yeah. be honest
0: and we're just seeing the, the representation the The problem is though is that even if that turned out to be the case the scenes itself still feel b-movie because the visual of it is what makes it a b-movie the visual of it just feels silly yeah so it You're doesn't right. matter that it's not real even you know if
1: that was the case but it was like each part each act of this movie felt like a new movie <laughs> kind of yeah like- like a completely different movie that it that had nothing to do with the first part.
0: And so, so it gets to this big scene at the end where, like, he starts to kind of like phase out a reality or something where, you know, it's, it's not like he's a, he's a caveman this time. He's like, he's, that weird video effect happens where he's like static and he's kind of like deformed and... Mm -hmm. his wife's there try to like reach out to him and she touches him and then she starts like it happens to her which is this is probably the point of the movie where that i mean you could read the movie as kind of like just like a metaphor for actual mental illness and how it affects the people around you and how he's affected her and how it's tearing her apart and it's all just Mm -hmm. symbolic of like you know i'd argue that's what the movie is really about um
1: to a point i don't think so i think it's just science mumbo jumbo like i don't (laughs) i don't think there is a theme I, I think it was supposed to be the love story but it totally failed
0: well that's what i'm saying though i, th- I think it's about how it like his mental illness if you what to call it that is affecting her and that's why that the scene at the end represents that it's tearing her apart as well so he has to come back from the brink of it to to you know like that that's the only that's the, the real first step to healing is that he he accepts that yeah so but I, I love the i love the effects in this scene but the, the i love are, the visuals yeah. when
1: he's like banging against the wall and he keeps changing
0: yeah there's like, like just one single frame of him is normal like in between the, yeah. the hits yeah um that was the, really also good. the uh, the 5.1 soundtrack uh for this because obviously it wasn't released with that originally but the, re- the the redone soundtrack uh the subwoofer was going nuts for me uh, you know, every time he hit the wall it was like a thud and it felt really good so <laughs> mm. shout out to the sound design. I-
1: I don't have a good sound system so i didn't pick that up <laughs>
0: um it's, but that no, was good uh it's, and then you know he sort of like he, he's banging and he comes back to normal and then he, he grabs her when she's still this red negative effect and it turns her back to normal and it you know they're, they're, they're kind of hugging each other and, like he's still naked and they're kind of on the floor together and he says i love you and they're, they're hugging and crying and that, that's the end of the movie that's like the,
1: the emotional climax and it, yeah it, well we totally skipped the part also where he goes into the tank and his wife is there and the two scientists are there watching him that's and true they, that's true they like open up the tank and like fireworks come out <laughs> it's just it, this big beam of light and steam's coming from every corner yeah, it of the th- room. It, it throws and then the one whole them, tank disappears into a vortex
0: it throws one of them against the wall like sh- she has to be carried out because she's hysterical and then she gets knocked out because she gets tapped against the wall it's weird as well as i feel like old movies for some reason think that it's really easy to like make a woman pass out like they always seem to faint like in the easiest way <laughs> is yeah. i don't understand it.
1: and every punch is a knockout for a guy yeah
0: yeah and every punch <laughs> is a knockout for a guy yeah um it's like i don't know it's just weird like people don't faint this often
1: <laughs> uh, well they used to have fainting sofas
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> If I can make Tara faint on this show at any point, Mm. I have succeeded in life.
1: I don't know what can make me faint. You suddenly transformed into Jonathan Frakes, maybe.
0: Especially if it's Jonathan Frakes circa, like,
1: 1990. Mm. (laughs) Season 3 Frakes is peak Frakes. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um,
0: So, like... Yeah, that scene was really over the top and weird. It felt like, okay, like, it's the third act, but you have this big over the top thing because he convinces yeah. them to go back in so that he can finally unlock the secrets of it. And they're
1: not happy about it, but they're going along with it. Um, and and then yeah. it's just like this rave scene breaks out in the <laughs> in the room. <laughs> There's just lights coming from everywhere. the The whole thing like disappears into a vortex into the ground, and he turns into like prime primordial goo or something with a face it's very mm-hmm. strange and it's also that static effect and she has to reach him to pull him out yeah. to, to safety to bring him back to reality negative which st- works yeah negative
0: static effects and just all these sound effects and you know it's, 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 it's that same. constant kind of like loud air sound effect which is like yeah but up and down in pitch <laughs> so it sounds really kind of surreal and like demonic and it like i love the feel of it i really do but it does get a bit over the top uh, towards the end, but he he can barely like stand after this. So like, he he can't even speak for like a while. He has to like write things down right for a bit.
1: Um.
0: Or is that earlier? I don't That's remember.
1: The, f- the, the first time he does it when he gets yeah. the the gorilla scans, he can't speak because he has some like his vocal cords have actually That's right. changed. Uh,
0: but this time because like, they have to carry him home after this, he's like you know they put him in bed and stuff.
1: That's right. You're right. Yeah.
0: You can, you can you can't even stand like the guy has to carry him and um yeah, and it all kind of culminates because it starts to happen and then yeah the ending happens as we said so yeah the ending like the, the the romance connection and the idea like I feel like with some tweaks in the script, you probably could have made this like a fantastic movie, as it is, it's a really interesting one with some great elements, some weird elements some goofy elements, uh, mm-hmm. but some wonderful visuals and sounds and atmosphere.
1: I did really like the sound designs in it like during all the the drug trip scenes like i was i was into it i know it was all very 2001 space odyssey but i was uh just like man this is a pretty heavy trip yeah i feel like i'm going on
0: it too no it does a really good job of that i mean ken russell who directed this what else has he done i'm curious
1: i don't know i i did look him up but i don't recognize anything
0: the the devils tommy the Boyfriend. And that's uh, two words. The Boyfriend. Um, is that a prequel? <laughs> what to this? <laughs> to the boy. Oh, to the boy. Oh, God. <laughs> don't, even, don't even joke about that. Don't even joke. Uh, well, he did a lot of TV stuff. He directed a movie in 1981 just called Whore. <laughs> what is this?
1: Well, he does like to direct, you know, sex. There was a lot of sex in this movie. Yeah. I or be- a lot of just naked bodies and the prost- sexual imagery. <laughs>
0: I'm going to read the description of this from IMDb. The prostitute Liz works on the streets of Los Angeles. She recalls her life in flashback. When she marries an alcoholic man, she leaves him with their, with their son. Then she works as a waitress at a diner until... Till the day a man introduces in, introduces her to prostitution, she is, later she is raped by at least five men. Oh, this is like a depressing ass shit movie. Uh, and the and the pimp Blake protects her. Les tries to and for the record, those quotation marks are in the description. That's not just me doing that. <laughs> They're in there. Uh, Les tries to escape from Blake and befriends the prostitute Katie. However, Blake chases her on the street. She befriends the homeless Rasta. That helps her when she needs. That does not sound well,
1: like a It sounds movie. like the same director for sure, because that description went very to very strange places. Very strange.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think any. <laughs> it to sounds
1: super depressing, and that's not that's not going to be on my list. I think the director of this movie, like he clearly has a vision and and he's talented, because there's a lot in it that's really good. Like when he. Mm. I think the dialogue is all great. Um, I don't know who wrote it, but um, maybe that's why. And, again, I, I saw a lot of parallels to his older Spielberg films when I was watching it. Mm. And even in the beginning when he started to do the mutation stuff, I was reminded of The Fly. And The Fly has sort of the same arc with the character. Like, it's Kinda, about... Yeah.
0: It's it done better, though, in that movie, admittedly. Oh, um, for sure, we haven't reviewed
1: it yet, but it's on our list. Uh,
0: Paddy Chayefsky wrote the novel and then adapted it himself. Okay, do you know what's really weird about that name? Paddy's so Irish, but then Chayefsky's like so Russian or yeah. at, least, <laughs> at least Eastern European. So I don't know the the lineage of of Paddy Chayefsky, but uh, yeah. I'm curious. And interestingly, he was born in the Bronx. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, a, what an interesting person!
0: Yeah. Well, the U.S. is the melting pot. There's a lot of Irish people though, and uh, that and you know in New York. In New York, or, York. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean that part makes sense, but fair enough, you know. As um, well, you do, um, it's an interesting movie. Like, I, like I'm glad I watched it. There's a lot of there's some nice little directorial touches. There's a scene where you know when he's been asked about the guard like do you know anything about that he's like like william is william hurt standing at the end of a hallway and he's in complete silhouette like he's in shadow You can't see his face and it feels really
1: intimidating
0: um there's there's a lot of moments like that in the direction that i really like
1: yeah there's a lot of good um visuals like he he did that thing a couple times where it was just the silhouette of william hurt and there's like this bright light bordering around him and it was a really cool looking effect like i thought it was really going to go somewhere but then it just doesn't <laughs> really, really trips and falls about a third of the way in.
0: Yeah, it, feel, it feels like it kind of lets go of a lot of its themes. Because I, I thought religion and like the death of his father would play a big part. And maybe that's kind of the start of the motivation for him wanting to know more. But it feels it feels irrelevant by the time you get to, oh, he's a, a caveman.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost like they didn't know how to end it. And so they just kind of threw something together. But I, want, I hope that you enjoyed the movie enough.
0: I wonder how much of was cut from the book because it's the same rate of the book. I wonder if the book like had a lot more stuff in it and if it made more sense to have all these things in it.
1: Yeah, I don't know because the book. I mean, you say it's based off a book, but I thought it was based off of like a real life experiment. I mean, i like, sure the, a... I
0: wonder if the the book's just inspired by the experiments. Like you know, it, it took the experiments and then obviously embellished it because you know as far as i know there was no uh Mm -hmm. cavemen (laughs) running around
1: no no but there were like isolation tests being done in america for i think for like the the government or the military we they did um lsd tests in isolation chambers and uh i think they used lsd for like a truth serum or they tried to figure out if they can use it for that there's a um Lily, I think his name was Dr. Lily. Uh, I listened to a pod a podcast about it years ago. It was really interesting. Hmm. I mean, the the whole experiments were totally useless, but <laughs> they were fun to listen to.
0: I'm just uh, looking on my computer. I was to see if I can get a. It took me to the movie. I want the book. Why not a link to the book in the opening thing? Hold on, oh, I'll, I'll click in the writer i'll go to uh filmography i guess
1: this is really really great podcast know, for anyone i know <laughs> i just i
0: wanted to see if the if we said the book was uh you know like inspired by the real thing or if it was oh i'm gonna spell alter i get that this is horrible podcasting i get that uh right altered states um there's not a page for the book we'll just type in book see what happens nah nothing's it's going probably up.
1: tricky to find just because it's the same author
0: probably uh
1: same title same author
0: <laughs> yeah it's probably just uh, i don't know it's interesting though i i feel like the the real crazy stories that may have came out of all this shenanigans is probably probably worth an interesting actual like movie about. But right. <laughs> I don't think that this movie is supposed to be in any way kind of like supposed like this is the based on the well, real people or. And like I'm that.
1: you know I'm fine with that. I'm fine with science fiction obviously going to a stranger place by taking the science that we have now or the experiments that we do now, and but this this is just too goofy. Yeah, it goes to a goofy place, and even when it tries to be serious at the end, it doesn't pay off. So it's unfortunate.
0: No, I agree. Um, which you know means rating. that's kind of kind of weird. It's kind of murky.
1: Like yeah, what, what do you rate this out of ten? Well, out of ten, it was a. I, I found like a lot of the science to be a bit like good, but also old science that doesn't really hold up anymore with the isolation chamber test. And the performances were great. I really liked the visuals. There are a lot of positive things in the movie, but overall I think the movie fails at what it's trying to do. And there is that huge chunk in the middle where I just was laughing at the movie, which I had a great time watching, but I don't think I can give it points (laughs) for that. So... I think out of 10, I'm going to go with a 4.5 out of 10.
0: I'm actually a little bit surprised. That that that's a bit lower than I was expecting.
1: Yeah. I think the movie failed. I think it was a failed experiment.
0: Oh, that's the way it got. I mean, test subject 3, maybe we'll have better luck with number 4, but um, (laughs) I I don't want to be as harsh on it, actually. I feel like like the, the, the tone and the The visuals and the overall mood of the film and some of the weirder scenes kind of like make up something that's worth watching um it fails to be great arguably even good and on my scale of you know like i'm sure i've said this before but you know like Mm -hmm. nine's amazing eight's great seven's good i think for me i have to give it like a 6.5 because i liked it enough i had enough fun time watching it and Mm-hmm. There's parts of it that are genuinely good. There's elements that are genuinely good. And then the stuff that's bad is at least interesting bad. It's at least, you know, or at least fun bad. Like, it's either funny bad or interesting bad. Both right. Both genres are bad are there. But they're both genres are bad that are, can still be worth watching. As opposed to boring bad or as opposed to, like, tedious bad or, or whatever, like. Okay. Um, so for, for me, I think I have to go with a 6.5. I, I think I have to be a bit more generous uh which is interesting because i assumed you were going to be more positive to me than everything that we ever did so this is this is surprising (laughs) to me that two two episodes in a row i went with the the more positive outlook you you rated bumblebee higher than this though right you you rated that like a six or something i gave it it a six yeah interesting because
1: yeah i think bumblebee is a better movie than this although i do think this movie is more unique and like the first, like the first third of the film, I was into it. I thought this was really great. I liked all the visuals. I liked uh, some of the stuff with the the Native American tribe or the Mexican tribe. I thought was a little tropey. Yeah,
0: you yeah, know, sure. they do
1: that whole noble savage thing where it's just like because That's... they are free from civilization, yeah. they're supposed to be pure, and they, and then the you know the white man comes in and takes all the drugs and really you know <laughs>
0: that, that's one of those things to its full
1: potential that's one
0: of those but... tropes i hate in uh, a lot of horror movies is always they have the the native person who's got a close connection to the spiritual world and can tell them about right. the ghost or the demon or whatever i'm like every time i'm just like oh come on i'm sick of this trope like i'm so yeah. sick of it yeah mm-hmm. uh, and it's even worse I when do they... love
1: that they just gave him like a moonshine bottle full of drugs <laughs>
0: <laughs> <And laughs> yeah, I
1: take the to-go bag with it, you <laughs>
0: and it's even worse when the whole movie revolves around it as well well there's been some horror movies in the last couple of years where it's like oh families living in India and spooky th- this, this was the the other side of the door I think it was
1: called mm, didn't see it wasn't the like the dark movie about that too it's a recent one darkness
0: the darkness, yeah, yeah. The one
1: with, like, the Kevin black Bacon? fingerprint set.
0: Yeah, yeah, Kevin Bacon. It was, they did visit, like, a cave or something, and the, the kid accidentally unleashes some native force or something or other. <laughs> that was terrible. Right. That, that was yeah, a... Yeah, it's
1: a trope. Well, it's even a trope that's used in, like, romance movies. Or even the Predator. Like, the one hunter guy was the Native American who could tell that something was off, and he was, of course, a great tracker. <laughs> it's a little tropey. it's
0: it at, at least in that, though, it just kind of felt like...
1: It's still a good character. Yeah, like, I still love that character. Like, like he,
0: you get the impression in that movie, <laughs> they could have just swapped the races around with another character, and that character would still have worked. So that's why I don't think it, it plays as being super like. True. Oh god, we're doing this.
1: You're right. It's more like um. I guess it's worse in like films, maybe like the last of the Mohicans, or mm-hmm. um. Oh, what's another one? Last of the Mohicans, maybe Last Samurai, because it works also with the Orient, like. When what what the old mm-hmm. um, English people used to think of the Orient, as their mysticism and stuff, can also yeah. be the same. But in any case, uh, it's still the scene. Still worked for me. The whole. Oh well, um, yeah,
0: it went places. <laughs> yeah. It went places.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it went weird places.
0: <laughs> yeah no so I, was interesting I, I don't know
1: if my scale is the same as your scale though so we should probably figure this out because what is a 4.5 to you
0: uh 4.5 like 5 is mediocre right five's like just kind of in the middle right And then, yeah that's what i was thinking yeah so but it's to, to, to me though like uh, even a bad movie that i really like i'd probably still go above a five like if it's so if it's actually i mean not in all cases it's kind of weird it's like i'd give like a dumb slasher movie like a six if i really liked it but i'm not going to go give like the room a six like the room the room's a one right i mean it, there's no way shape or form the room's not a one out of ten but it's a great one out of one
1: oh the room is yeah it's so rewatchable
0: yeah um <laughs> like if I, we're talking about the darkness the darkness was a one like i hated the darkness like the, oh really i yeah. didn't see it that, that movie had editing problems like just like basic editing problems and scenes where characters were talking to each other it was like this, the most unprofessional like mainstream movie i think i've ever seen it was insane <laughs> um but like, like i'm kind of
1: curious what a one movie looks like though so i may watch it
0: <laughs> the the new uh hellboy i give that like a four okay um i feel like i feel like most of the movies i give like a four tour like the they're really bland horror movies that just bore the shit out of me. Like those are usually fours and threes. <laughs> okay.
1: I think, I think 4.5, I'm still going to stick with then Cause I, Oh yeah. Have your own skill. You'd have to match my scale. I think it's still, well, I was going with, you know, anything above five is probably a recommendation or at least if not a highly recommendation, obviously, but it's still worth watching. Um, I think this is just below worth watching
0: i i guess that's where we disagree because i i do think this is worth watching i think it's interesting enough that if you mm-hmm. like this kind of sci-fi you're probably going to at least enjoy some of this or at least be fascinated by it um even though it doesn't add up all the parts don't add up at the end
1: it just goes off the rails so 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 bad it's so i don't know i'm gonna stick with my 4.5 that's fine. that's fine i'd say if you're a fan of sci-fi check it out um but otherwise i don't think it's worth watching
0: I, I think it I can't call it good, which is why it's not getting the seven. I'm giving it a six point five because I think there's enough interesting things in there that I I thought it was a fascinating watch, and I wouldn't even be opposed to watching it again at some point. And mm-hmm. if I'm willing to watch it again, I can't I can't really go too low. That said, though, the room is a very rewatchable movie, so it doesn't always track logically. You know. Okay. You know, R- <laughs> ratings are a. Uh, or a fluid stream like you know sometimes you change your mind sometimes you look back at things and go oh i was far too lenient years ago i was too harsh years ago usually too lenient most of the time i'll look back and i will go oh i rated that an eight or nine jeez no no no. <laughs> i'm bumping that down a, a number or two uh but no it's fine uh so you know but you know i mean p- 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 if you've been watching the other shows i do like streams after midnight or, or the 121 shows You'll you'll know how i rate movies already but as we go through this show i'm sure we'll It'll become clearer and clearer what what numbers from both of us mean.
1: Right. Maybe I'll revisit this movie one day. But I don't... Maybe it's like a fun experiment to show somebody.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Because it is is watchable. Yeah. Because it is kind of... Even when it goes off the rails, it it still is kind of fun to watch. Yeah. But it's not for the reasons that the movie wants it to be. And that, yeah, I'll be honest, I'm those, glad t- the, those three parts are just so different from each other.
0: I am that- glad you surprised me with your score though, because I did not see that coming. I genuinely did not see a 4.5 coming
1: out your mouth. So, I'm, I'm glad I'm surprised. Well, I hope the review that I gave makes sense that I would score it that way though. I'm, right. Uh, yeah, more or less. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, it seem too harsh.
0: I I guess because I expect I, I think if I give a movie a four, I think I'm angrier during the review. <laughs> and you didn't seem that angry. Well, I
1: came in at a five and after we talked about it I went down to four.
0: Oh, that happens a lot. Me and all the time or like talking about it on enhance it or make it worse, depending on yeah. you know what, what it was. <laughs> um I I think, you know, your favorite movie of two thousand and one, I feel like that's a movie where talking about it and watching it again like probably puts that higher up you know
1: yeah
0: maybe not anymore because you're probably as high as you can probably go on it though, if it's your favorite well movie. If,
1: but. yeah but if somebody is not as high about that movie and then they'd have a conversation with me about it their score goes up.
0: <laughs> you hope oh they, they does. say that so you, you shut up They're like yeah it's fine it's a 10 leave me alone
1: <laughs> <laughs> what people do that <laughs> i have to reevaluate my life
0: this one goes to eleven. Um, <laughs> I've never actually seen this. A Spinal Tap, just for the record, for anyone who's uh, not getting that reference, it's from Spinal Tap, but I've not—I've never seen it. I just know that clip.
1: It's worth watching, is it?
0: Mm. Not sci-fi. Should those. Add it to the list. No, nah, it won't be on this show. The amount of times Tara says, "Oh, we should add it to the list," when it was something <laughs> we were talking about. I don't know, like the Sandlot. Add the Sandlot to the list. No, not adding the Sandlot to the list. It's a baseball movie. Not sci-fi
1: i mean the dog is borderline sci-fi right <laughs> he's like a monster monster movies are sci-fi like frankenstein he's franken dog yep on the list
0: <laughs> so it's funny we, we, we've we been talking recently about doing some sort of top sci-fi list to try you know early on the show to sort of like set a precedent for our tastes and i feel like i'm i'm, I'm terrified of tara like turning up with a list that's like number 10 creed <laughs> number nine die creed, hard
1: again <laughs>
0: <laughs> is creed like your second favorite movie is that is that
1: creed is just like my wild card 10 okay. out of 10 movie so i like to bring it up a lot but it is a great movie, it's a I, don't, movie. I don't know
0: what my wild card 10 out of 10 is i, I don't know what my surprise in 10 is like you expect alien and aliens you expect halloween and you know, mm-hmm. movies like that. I don't know what my surprising number 10 is, though. I've done, like, a couple that most mainstream people wouldn't have heard of, but... I was like, if you're a film fan, it's not like... You're not surprised, like, oh, what's that? You're interested. Like, if I'm giving that a 10, why did you give it a 10? Yeah.
1: Like, Nobody nobody's surprised by The Godfather being on anyone's list.
0: No, of course not. Yeah. Godfather Part 3, other <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
1: I haven't seen any of them, but I can add it to the list. I pulled it up, so. Godfather Trilogy. Sci-fi.
0: I feel like you're discrediting this show because everyone's going to start thinking you don't understand what science fiction is. And I feel like...
1: That's well, we pretty... got three in a row. That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Next week on the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, Schindler's List.
1: <laughs> Black and white is very science fiction. <laughs> What's the deal with the pink girl? Is she an alien? I think we uh, could write a film paper about this.
0: Oh, God. Um, Do you know, actually, that was like the one movie we ever actually analyzed in English in high school. And I always thought it was a weird choice, like, to pick a movie that's based on a real thing. I'm like, this is harder to, like, sort of analyze in a a, a vacuum because it's, you know, it's, it's so tied to, like, a major, you know, tragic thing in history. I don't know. It was, I thought it was weird. I thought it was a weird choice. Yeah, it is a weird pick. Yeah. That's how I saw it for the it's first time. Probably
1: a big downer for the class.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We had to watch that in class. That, that was that who was I saw it for the first time. Um, yeah. <laughs> no no one was cracking jokes. Like, everyone was no. very respectful, especially when it got to certain scenes. Everyone kind of quietened out. It was just, okay, this is, you know. Of course, there was the, the 10 minutes to start as a teacher tried to learn how to work a VCR because if you kids today won't know this but there was this thing in school you know if you were if you were in school before dvd players were i mean dvd players were common in high school for me but it was, some things were still vhs yeah. um, did you
1: pull out the trolley that had the, the tv on the top trolley with the tv on top with the belts across it so it wouldn't fall over
0: but somehow <laughs> teachers always had trouble working the vcr like they just uh-huh. didn't know how to operate it and i'm like do you have vcrs at home is the one the school <laughs> buys just kind of weird and just not intuitive like what What's going on here but everyone i've ever spoken to from other schools from other countries we all share this like the teachers never knew how to work the vcr
1: yep it's true
0: i don't know i don't know what it is um and teachers
1: are just from the same workshop i guess no matter where they are they all come from the same plant
0: Uh, yeah and yeah for people listening or watching this who are a bit younger and this makes me feel, feel old to have to explain this a VCR played VHS tapes. VHS tapes <laughs> were like reels of film in a in a, a rectangle, a plastic rectangle. That was what happened before discs were you know had movies on them.
1: And you had to use buttons that you pushed <laughs> in order to operate it.
0: Joe, you know I mean I'm joking here, but you know, I I I watched season one of Runaways and there was literally a scene in that show where like the like their like, one of their parents who had died left them like a hidden item, right? And they find it's a VHS tape and they find uh-huh. a VHS tape and literally the, the the six teenagers go what's this and i was like oh my god i'm old what stop this no no <laughs> teenagers still know what vhs tapes are no
1: it's not a cool thing they don't go to like you know urban outfitters and get their vintage vhs tapes for their collection
0: oh man I'm not...
1: vhs of the sandlot no
0: <laughs> i'm sure i had that taped off tv
1: Oh, every teacher owned a copy of The Sandlot. That was like the standard, I'm not teaching this week, we're watching The Sandlot
0: <laughs> video. Maybe in the U.S. it was, but not so much everywhere else I don't think.
1: <laughs> the stand, Sandlot, Stand and Deliver, every teacher had a copy of that. And what was the third one we watched? Oh, Dead Poets Society. I've never seen like that. Every, every teacher had movies about teachers plus The Sandlot. Yeah, That was our week off of school. Where we just sat in class and watched those movies.
0: History class was good in high school because, like, the last ten minutes of every period was always the next ten minutes of whatever movie, like whatever movie was related to like the history we were studying. So, <laughs> um, so we you know we'd watch uh, we watched Swing Kids when we were doing the rise of Nazi Germany, like that was an
1: interesting movie. Awesome, I probably would have paid attention in history class. Yeah, uh,
0: we watched the entire uh, season of Blackadder Goes Forth, which was the year that Blackadder did World War One, because we were doing World War One um and the the surreal thing about watching that having actually been studying it was that we got all the little jokes all the little things that were related to the time period like oh we get that because we've been studying it we know what he's talking about
1: oh um, yeah that sounds like british humor it is it's like that too
0: yeah. <laughs> makes oh, me feel
1: smart when i can laugh at his jokes oh, no, it
0: was fun. It was fun. um we've been off on a tangent here at the end uh a, a new new segment is the, the final part of the show is always what else do we want to talk about this week on on the ace but that's okay <laughs> um what's coming up next what's coming up next that's a good question uh coming up next uh at tara's request um well, and we, we spot movies this isn't a one-sided thing it's not like she gets to pick all the movies and i just give mm-hmm. in because she makes the eyes at me and goes for me um <laughs> no uh coming up next is uh, dark city uh from from 1997 i want to say is the year um, so that's what we're that going to be right. discussing uh, next time on The Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment. Um, so Tara, you've got kind of sci-fi here. Um, it's unnatural and almost alien, in a way. A little
1: bit. <laughs> I'm going for aliens, Ellen Ripley.
0: It is a lot of Ellen Ripley, actually. Yeah. You could easily do a bit of cosplay. I mean, I think next Halloween, if you need an outfit, all you need is the, <laughs> the white shirt,
1: the the, the blue overalls. I need a giant sci-fi gun and then a doll of a blonde girl. Oh, yeah.
0: Or you could go out and just build a power loader outfit if you really want to get wacky, but...
1: People do it.
0: Yeah, you just just walk in rooms and say, get away from her, bitch.
1: (laughs) I'm sure I'll get a standing ovation
0: every time i think you'll find of stay away from her you bitch and that was a double reference because i just referenced aliens and then referenced scream Two when they corrected someone referencing that line that is how nerdy i am yeah
1: you just went nerdception <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do you get a trophy for that ding i should get
0: a trophy for that yeah <laughs> trophy unlocked that's you need to make over. a look.
1: You need to add that to the show. We need to just start doing trophies every time we make an awesome reference.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh... Well, about that scene stream two though there's a, the, the debate in sequels and that like, he brings up cameron and how good aliens is and how good terminator 2 is and like mm. like i'll stand by it i think cameron is like, one of the best sequel makers of all time like i don't care what you think oh, of yeah, avatar sure. avatar 2 might be the best thing ever because he does number two is like nobody's business I
1: right? like avatar avatar got a bad rap after it came out but everybody loved it when it came out
0: see when see when avatar 2 is about to come out we'll do avatar 1 and i think you'll be surprised to find that both of us probably quite like it for the most part so um we usually lost like half the viewers. They're like, no, nope, Avatar don't like it. No, nope, we're not listening to these two anymore.
1: Oh come on. Those people are probably just they they remember what it was like when they saw Avatar it's, in the
0: theaters. Like it's not it's not Cameron's best movie or even like any top like four or three. Sure, or I get it.
1: It's Dances with Wolves, it's Gully, but you know what? It's better than both of those.
0: I would agree. I'd rather watch Avatar than both of those. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much um it's got a james horner score uh you know uh passed away right like, uh he passed away after avatar i think uh yeah. I think he he had,
1: yeah like plane crash or something right
0: yeah yeah i think so i just I, 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 I'd it, it forgotten, was more recent I, i'd forgotten that and then just as i said his name there i'm like oh i think he died actually like since oh, yeah, it's only trim. a
1: couple of years ago i think
0: um because because he also did a uh, music for titanic and braveheart and those are like he reuses a lot of the same little tricks but his music's mm. still very good. And Avatar was not set. But anyway, we'll talk about Avatar someday. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it's funny, because I was, I was cracking a sci-fi here joke. I was I was doing that to lead into making you do the outro, uh, but you caught me off track with all your shenanigans. Uh, so, yes. <laughs>
1: Come on, do the outro for me.
0: <laughs> I'm not falling for that on camera. I'm going <laughs> to lose all my
1: cred. I'm
0: going to lose all my cred, so... um. <laughs> how about be swap items okay you can do part of it so um what's the first thing i usually say
1: that has been us you can leave us your opinions by commenting on the youtube page you can also like and subscribe that helps us out a lot um Peter, you could take over from here.
0: <laughs> you can also get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. I always
1: forget the Twitter.
0: Yeah, you always I do. I don't have one. But you can also support us financially over at patreon.com slash We where you can support us for as little as $1 per month and you get bonuses and exclusives. In fact, starting in May, the month of May, for your $1 per month, you will get a bonus episode of this very show, The Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment. Uh, you also get a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight. You get an episode of either almost cancelled extra or 121 extra. They rotate. And then uh, you get other stuff too. You get some stuff early, including this show. You get this a week early if you're on Patreon. So uh, go have a look, see if it tickles your fancy. You can get a nice mildly fuzzy feeling in the pit of your stomach if you want to. So that is that. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add, Tara? We have a store. We do, actually. Yeah, we have a, a, a spreadsheet store. We have uh both a us and a uk store there's links in the description and you can buy shirts and hoodies and possibly by the time this goes up there'll be the ace shirts and hoodies at least with the logo i think eventually we'll maybe like do some cool things where it's like different designs or whatever if i can talk tara into designing some t-shirts uh but i shouldn't have shown him those pictures yeah she showed me some pictures <laughs> they were very nice oh, that sounds dirty that that's so really dirty you, i bet you're <laughs> glad that you you said you you made a point of talking about drawing first <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: no, God, was... cut that out. Yeah, so, that, so I'm playing with the remote. By the way, that's what I'm hitting off my hands. I do I do things with my hands a lot. when we're recording. So
1: I got a pen. Yeah, yeah. I play with something.
0: <laughs> um, and I also said, dirty, no, heat remains off of it. There's none of that going on.
1: Just take this all out. <laughs> it's all garbage. It's unusable. <laughs>
0: Oh, dear. I think we've peaked. I don't know if we're going to top this episode now. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much <laughs> once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Look forward to the next episode. Keep watching sci-fi and computer at salsa.